1: How to Inspire Possibilities. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Mark Susnow. Let me tell you about him. He is a life design strategist, cutting-edge thought leader, author, inspirational speaker, coach, and host of the celebrated Inspire Possibility radio show. Previously, he spent time as a very successful trial lawyer covered by the New York Times, Rolling Stone Magazine, Boston Globe, and the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Well,
2: I think you did great, Nancy, and I'm so glad to be your guest on the show. And I know we're going to have an interesting conversation, and I'm going to let you be the guide, and, and I'm curious where this is going to go.
1: Excellent. Well, we're super excited to hear your thoughts on a lot of different things. Let's kick off with what made you move from being an attorney to a coach?
2: Um, that's a good question, and, and it wasn't something that I just jumped into. It was a process of, of really looking at my life and looking at what I accomplished, and, and, and I, I felt that I lost my passion, and it was the year 2000. With the new millennium, and I was thinking, do I want to go on with my life the way it is, where I have no passion, just kind of going through the motions, even though I was very successful? And I think I, I what I talk about a lot, are how people get into a comfort zone, and they're really good at something. They're, I know we talked uh, before the show about productivity, and sometimes we we have this this area where we're really proficient at but sometimes what happens is we're so good at it that we become a one-trick pony and we lose our passion for living and that's what i experienced and so i started thinking about what would i do if i wasn't an attorney and that started the whole process and then and then 3 years later i actually went ahead and made the took a leap of faith and i think that um you know, in life we, we, you know, we have to really ask ourselves some really honest questions. And, you know, how satisfied are we and, and are we really operating at our capacity? So that's really what I did and that led to what I do now. This is back in 2000. And actually there was a year that I didn't do anything. I decided that I had to let go of the past before I can, can create a compelling future.
1: So I know you're excited by the positive side of change, and obviously you went through change yourself. Can you share more about the positive side of change?
2: Yes, it, it's definitely when you're in the positive side of, of change. It, it's, you're, you're, you're anticipating what might happen. You're, you have a positive expectation of something good, something amazing, so that rather than dreading a meeting, I for example, when I was a lawyer, I would be in these long depositions and and sometimes I would dread them. I'd say, oh, my God, I've got to spend the whole day on this case that, that uh, I'm not really excited about anymore. And um, I would be sitting there. And then I started thinking, what if I really looked for the positive in that meeting? What if I really looked for the highlight? So what I do every day is I look for the highlight of my day. And in, in, in the morning when I, when I meditate and I start to focus on what I'm grateful for, I ask myself a question. This is where curiosity comes in. And I wonder what the highlight of my day might be. So, so this, is, this is one of them so far, being on the show. And earlier I had a coaching client. So I'm always in that question of what might the highlight be?
1: So when you're in that
2: question, it creates a positive expectation of good.
1: That's a great way of looking at it. I recently had change, and I've left the corporate world about three years ago, and my website interface that I use called Thrive Themes recently changed their user interface, meaning... I logged in and everything looked different and I'm like, I need to get a blog out this morning and now I need to learn this new tool and I don't really have time for this. Because in the corporate world, you get you expect change, right? It comes and you get this journey management team that leads you through the change. But as an entrepreneur, things come up and I, I'm like, I need to learn this. And so that threw me off. But today I'm feeling more comfortable since I played around with it. So I'm on the positive side of the change. But at first, I was not very happy with that for sure, Mark.
2: Yeah, no, no. A lot, a lot of people are afraid of it. I, I think there has to be a natural curiosity to want to learn more, to, ha- to have that curiosity. There is a, um, there, there was a. Uh, I went to a retreat one time, and they had you do a vision board. And right. I've never really done a vision board where you cut stuff out of a magazine. Right. And I don't know. Maybe vision board isn't the right name, but you cut stuff out of a magazine and you put it on a piece of paper. You glue it. And so I'm just looking at it right now. I did this about three years ago. Some of the quotes is about what it is to be human, and here's one of them: the compulsion to see what lies beyond that far ridge, or that ocean, or this planet is a defining part of human identity and success. That's by David Dobbs, and that when I read that, I said, "Oh, this is amazing," and I cut it out. And then I got into making it more interesting. Started cutting the edges in a different way. There were different scissors, and each scissors gave you a different effect. So in a way to be an explorer in your own life, to kind of look at w- new ways to do the same things. And what's, what, I've, what I've found is that when you're excited, you get more done. And it's not like work. You're excited about, wow, what do I get to do today? And you're excited about your life. And, and when you're excited... It's not like you're working. It's just you're, you're, you're on a mission, and, and it doesn't matter what you do. But your own business, if you're in the corporate world, is to how do you keep that enthusiasm going? How do you keep that joy for living alive?
1: Absolutely. So one of the things about joy that you had is that you like yoga and meditation, and you say they're rapidly growing as a new competitive edge and sanity tool for executives. What does that mean?
2: What it means is if you have a regular practice, is that you're going to find life flows better. You're going to have less stress. So that what happens, I think, for a lot of people, is they overreact. So to everything that comes up, they overreact. And, and there's a lot of drama in their life. But the drama isn't necessarily the events that occur. It's really about your... The way you look at life, how you handle them, and your attitude. So I, I, so with meditation and yoga, what I found, I kind of talk about how it connects you with your center. And some people say, "What exactly is that?" And the best way to explain what it is is to explain what it isn't. And so imagine driving your car with no shock absorbers. Every little in the road seems like a big deal and and then the you know, the bigger deals seem like catastrophes so when you're connected to your center the little bumps in the road don't bother you and you have a smooth ride and and you enjoy yourself more and that's really what meditation does it connects you to that center so that when you have those inevitable upsets during the day and you will when somebody doesn't meet your expectations, somebody disappoints you, or just something out of the blue occurs that you weren't ready for, you're thrown off, but when you meditate regularly, you're you're more the observer and you say, "Wow, okay, this happened, how do I deal with it?" rather than getting freaked out.
1: So how do you get that across to people who may think yoga and meditation are woo-woo?
2: Well, that's a good question. I, I think to, to explain it like I, I just did in very simple terms, in terms of when we're connected to our center, we're more efficient. We get more, more done and we realize that what seemed like an obstacle is just a little detour. It's not an obstacle. It's a little detour. It's more of a rather than a problem. It's a hassle, and 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 I I think that there's more and more research on this. And I know with some of the uh, some of the uh, companies that I've worked with in Silicon Valley, uh, some of their lead, some of the leaders are into meditation and yoga. I know one of the heads of LinkedIn uh, is into into. Uh, which I'm sure all your listeners are aware of, is into uh, yoga and meditation. And um, so it, it's, 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 it's an investment. And by, by taking uh, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, it actually will save you time during the day. So you'll start to have your own life again. A lot of people say, well, I don't have the time. But you have to really look at how important is it for you to be more peaceful, and and then also they've done a lot of studies on the value of meditation, and they've determined that you have better concentration, and you're able to focus better. Same kind of deal. But when you meditate, you're gonna you're, you again you're gonna be able to zero in on the problem and get more done in less time. When you have more focus, you get more done in less time.
1: Absolutely. We're all about productivity, so that's a great segue into the next question. What are some of the things you do, some systems or routines or habits that you do every day that makes you more productive and maybe even saves people time and money?
2: Well, as I started to say, I meditate every day and and, uh, do yoga. I spend – now, I'm – I do about an hour like this morning started my day with an hour and when I was a trial lawyer uh, I even I did it then too I've done it for years and I'd I'd meditate I wouldn't necessarily do an hour but I'd meditate for 20 25 minutes before I left for the courthouse and I just found that I was able to handle in the courtroom you got to be really aware because things happen quickly and you never because you never know what people are going to say or the surprises you get but I so I had to be at my best and what I found with meditation I was always at my best and so I meditate every day and 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 most of the time I, I spend an hour with meditation and yoga that's what I did this morning and I just found that I'm more relaxed I laugh more and I'm more present
1: excellent so tell us about your podcast What do you cover on your show? The show is
2: called the Inspire Possibility Show, and I interview people I consider cutting-edge thought leaders, people who are kind of uh, inspirational, who have an inspirational message, and uh, it's very exciting, and most of the guests are very engaging, and and, and, uh, hopefully these are people that I learn from uh, and, and empower me, so I most listeners find they're very they're very inspired from listening to the show and entertain. They, they I think something's great if you can if you and that's what I feel about my new book, The Soul of Uncertainty. Not only will you learn a lot, it's also entertaining and fun. I'm I'm into joy, into having joy is to make every day. Uh, a a, a joyous experience and a lot of that is just attitude so in the show the the guests that I have reflect that attitude they're uh, people that I meet in my circle they are people that publicists send me and um, again some of the people have fascinating stories
1: so can you give us one to two inspirational tips or actions in their your book
2: Yes, I think that um one thing is I think people kind of believe everything they think. So you get an idea about something something happens and you give it meaning. And something happens and, and you go okay this means this must mean I'm not supposed to do this. And what happens is we we give give things meaning especially when we when something negative happens, we kind of project in the future. Well, wow, this happened, and then if this happens, I'm I'm going to be screwed. I'm I'm not going to be in for a tough time. I'm going to be sentenced to a lifetime of, surfing, of suffering. And we we give things significance that don't really deserve it, rather than just noticing. Because we all have we all have that 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 inner critic. I mean, I'm sure you you probably know what I'm talking about, right? The inner critic.
1: For sure, right? Everyone it, that little yeah. voice that you're not good enough at this, this, and this. You're not tall enough. You're not blank enough. And I think everybody gets the uh, the inner voice for sure.
2: Yeah, and and I and I and I would say that all these things I talk about in my book, The Soul of Uncertainty, is really about silencing the inner critic. How do you do that? And, and what, I, what I suggest to people is you're never going to totally silence the inner critic. And I think you have to make peace with, with your – and by the way, I call it your VOJ, your, your um, voice of judgment. So I think you have to get to that place where you, you make peace with it. And I, um, so what I do is I suggest to – first thing you do is you recognize it. The sooner you can recognize that inner critic, the better off you are. And what I do when I recognize it, I give mine a name. So I call my inner critic Ralph. How I came up with that name, totally arbitrary. So with everybody that I work with in coaching, I suggest they they identify the inner critic, give it a name. And the more ridiculous the name, the more meaningful now at the time, I came up with Ralph I didn't really have any it just seemed like an obscure name now ironically since then I have two, two really close friends named Ralph so it's it's a little bit you don't necessarily want to do it that way but just pick a name that that is just um, off the wall because what it does is when you that that inner critic is really it's irrational and what you wanna do is when you give it a name, you get out of the irrational mode and you become more objective. That's and so right. you can look at something right more objectively. And that's kinda of what I do is to take you out of your emotion and that's where you get into worry. Right? Because what happens is with the inner critic you start it gets you into this worrying mode. And and when I look at things like fear, there's a, there's a well-known acronym for fear called false evidence appearing real. And how do you, you know, how do you get out of the cycle so that fear doesn't stop you? So rather than letting it's okay to have the fear if it doesn't stop you. And That's what courage is. Courage is, 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 is doing something even though you have fear. So um, fear, there's nothing wrong with fear as long as you don't let it stop you. And you you recognize it as that and you go forward and to be comfortable with the fear because, again, that's really what real courage is. It's it's doing something when you do have fear.
1: And fear is actually the same energy as excitement. So that's if people just refocus that. So let me ask you our standard question we ask everybody on the show. Mark, if you had one more hour in your day, because we're all about productivity, 25 hours every day, what would you do with the extra hour?
2: Well, I, I pretty much um, organize my life so I structure it so that I do what I want to do every day. And it's not really about having more time. It's about doing really what's important to you in the time you have. So, And the best time to do that is in the morning, first thing in the morning before your day gets heated up. And so for me, I've never really had that challenge and I would say to somebody, if if they, need, if they think they need more time, then what it tells me is they really need to organize their life better and that they're doing lots of things that are a waste of time. They don't need to do, which becomes it's just an old habit they have. And, again, it's about learning, about having better boundaries. So I'd say to them, you really need to look at what you're saying yes to and learning to say no creating better boundaries. So I would say to somebody who doesn't feel like they have time, it's about boundaries.
1: Great advice and totally ties in with the productivity theme. So nice job on that one. Mark, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't cover, like where people can find your book or your website?
2: Right. Well, thank you for asking that. Uh, my website is, is inspirepossibility.com. It's all one word, inspire possibility.com is my website and if and I for people that are interested in finding out about my coaching services uh, the the website's the best place and my contact information is there I give people a a half-hour opportunity to explore what I do in a phone conversation to see if if their goals are, are aligned so that what I do would, would benefit them. And then all my books are on Amazon. Uh, the new book, Soul of Uncertainty, uh, A Fable for Our Times. It has many great reviews from, there's a Kirkus review, there's a review from John Gray, Marcy Shimoff, uh, Raz and Grassi from the Hoffman Institute, Ralph Marston of The Daily Motivator. And it's a great book. Actually, one reviewer compared the book to Huck Finn, and uh, David Copperfield and Catcher in the Rye. So there's, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual journey, and yet it's easy to read and it's fun reading. Um, so that's all. Again, you can, get, you can Google me, Mark Sussnell, S-U-S-N-O-W, or go to my website at Inspire Possibility or just Google me, and my books are all on Amazon. My first book, by the way, was Dancing on the River, Navigating Life Changes, and then my second book was Discover the Leader Within, which are ten keys to becoming the leader within, which, which I was thinking that perhaps a lot of your uh, audience might be interested in since it sounds like a lot of them are, are in the corporate world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so this is a book about leadership. So that's really how people get a hold of me, and I, I always say to people, make your life an exciting adventure discovery.
1: Excellent. Well, that's really generous. People, if you're interested in learning more about Mark, go ahead and chat with him and see if he might be a good fit for you. Mark, thanks so much for being on the show today. Lots of great tips, some inspiration, motivation. Listeners, I just added some speed consulting days on my calendar for fall. This is where you accelerate your business in just one day instead of coaching, which can take many months. Go to nancygaines.com slash scale to learn more. S-C-A-L-E. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes so other people can find us. Until next time, go out and gain the advantage.
0: You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygains.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.